Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, we're going to be talking some Tuca, and we're going to take a look at the youth movement moving forward. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. In Bruins news this past week, Bruins general manager Don Sweeney says he doesn't expect Tuca's decision to leave the bubble will affect the team moving forward. Cam Neely also came out and said everybody has issues away from their job and Tuca is no different than most of us. He still has a lot of goal uh, goaltending left in him and it's unfortunate of the timing leaving the bubble, but there's not much the team could have done about it. And that's true. There's really nothing you can do about that, okay? There was nothing to do about it. You know, we don't know what the emergency was, but the man had no choice but to leave and go tend to his family. I don't blame him for that. I mean, how many of us would leave in the middle of a business trip if we had a family emergency? I mean, I've left work for family emergencies. So basically, until, you know, so keep an open mind about this. All right. Until we know what the emergency actually was, if if he if he wants to tell us at all, you know, let it go. Just let it go right now. You know, he's gonna be a brone. All right. I'm telling you right now. He had a reason to leave, and basically, you know, he it was a family emergency. So you know what? Let it go. Okay. So, Tuca has one more season remaining on his contract. You know, it was a fifty. It was a seven-year deal, fifty-six million. You know, and as of now, he intends on fulfilling the terms of his deal. So, I don't want you guys. I know it's going to be the last last year of his deal, but I would just you know let the guy let the guy go out without anybody harassing him about what he did. All right, he had a good reason. Until we find out what that reason is, until we find out what that reason is, you know, just just forget about it, you know? And I know there's a lot of fans out there that want him traded or released from his contract. I get it, all right? you Everybody has said he quit on his team. Yeah, he did, but he did have an excuse, all right? He had a family emergency. So until, like I said, until we find out what that emergency is, just forget about it, all right? But a lot of you don't want this guy in Boston because he left his team during the playoffs. I mean, he he's the goaltender. He's an easy target. I mean, what if it were Bergeron? What if it were Chara that had to do it? Would you guys be on this? Would you guys be on the same boat with that one? Would you guys like say, well, well, he had a you know he went home to his family and everything. it's the same damn thing. He went, you know. He went home. 
He went home to his, you know, he went home to his family. Okay? You know, it wouldn't be any different. Would it be any different if Chara or Bergeron or Marchand or Krejci or any of those other guys went and, you know, Halak went and did it? No. You're picking on Tuca because he's the goaltender. That's the reason why. All right? And you're not going to... And let's just say Sweeney decides to trade Rask in the final year of his contract. All right? You know, you all you fans out there, you're going to get your wish. And let's just say Sweeney's going to put Rask on the trading block in the final year of his contract. First off, you don't dump a former Vesna winner, a current Vesna finalist, and one of the best goalies in franchise history. All right? You just don't. Because that's got to be kind of dumb. All right, the guy's 33 years old. He still has a lot left. All right, he can play another three or four years. So you can't blame him for the losses in the finals in 2013 or last year. As a matter of fact, last year, he basically carried the team because this team can't score. You know, the team was beat up and suffered injuries. Once once they got to the finals, they were kind of beat up and everything else. I mean, you try playing an 82-game season, then add on a couple more extra week, a couple more games of the playoffs. You know, maybe throw in a seven, a seven-game, all seven, a seven-game series right in there, in the middle of it. You're gonna get banged up, and who's gonna take the fall? Your goaltender. Okay, you can't blame the goaltender every single time the team loses. All right, he's not a choke artist. All right, he. All right, it was just that the team ran out of gas those two times. You know, and you got to think about this. All right, think about this one. Now, what if Sweeney can get a deal done? What are you going to get for a 33-year-old goaltender in the last year of his contract? Now, the last year of his contract is $7.5 million. All right, who's going to want to pay that amount of money? You know, who's going to want to pay Rask that amount of money in the last year of his contract. Nobody. Nope. I don't think anybody will. And what are you going to get for him? You know, you're not going to get a top, you're not going to get a top prospect. You know, you're not going to go to, you know, you're not going to go say to the Rangers and get, um, you know, get their, get that kid's Shesterkin. You're not going to get him for, for a 33 year old goaltender. This kid's a 24 year old for a 33 year old. No. Um, you know, you'll be lucky to get a third or fourth round pick. And maybe if Tuca signs, maybe you might be able to get, you know, if there's a chance that Tuca signs, you might be able to get a second. So who knows? It all comes down to Rask playing out at the final year of his contract. And I say just let him play out his contract and go from there. Maybe the B sign him for a short, short-term deal with less money. You know, you bring up Vladar to back him up in 2021-22 to get NHL experience, you know. And and the other thing is you also have Halak. Halak is also in the final year of his contract. So, do you let him just do you let Tuka just walk and resign Halak or another free agent goaltender and you have Halak, this free agent goalie? You know, or do you go like in a completely different direction? You don't sign Rask you don't sign Halak, and you go with a younger player. You know, you go with Vladar. You could do that. You know, you can go with 
you know, you can go with, um, you know, go with Vladar as your number one for, you know, in 20, um, 2021-22 with, uh, another, with another goaltender, you know, free agent goaltender, you know, and have the two, two young kids split the time. So who knows? But the thing, the bottom line is, you know, don't, you know, let Tuca play out his contract. Let him stay here. Let him finish out, you know, being a Bruin, and then see what happens. I mean, if you sign the, if you sign him for like, let's just say you're going to sign him for another two or three years. After that, you bring in Vladar to back him up, you know, and you and basically you you get Vladar ready for those two. You know, you give Vladar two seasons of not only backing up, not only NHL experience. But he's basically going to be backing up a Vesna Trophy winner, a Stan, you know, a two-time Stanley Cup finalist, you know, the best goalie in franchise history. He's going to be basically learning from Tuka Rask, and that's what you want. You know, you don't want to bring in a you don't want to bring in a a goaltender fresh behind the ears. You want to bring up somebody who's actually going to be, you know, you want to bring in a kid. You know, who's looks like he could he could be here. He can be another another really good Bruin goaltender and have him learn. All right, because it's going to be a learning experience if he has a veteran goaltender like Tuka Rask. But this soap opera isn't over, Bruins fans. As Tuka turns, is going to keep going throughout the until next season starts. Because I can guarantee you that there's going to still be a lot of people out there that are going to blame him for everything. And like I said, he's an easy target. Because he's the goaltender, all right? But, like I said, you know, he's probably got some issues at home. He's taken some time away from the team in the past. So who knows what's going on with in his in his personal life. And when he's when he's ready to say something about it, then, then we can sit back and listen and say, okay, that's the reason why, you know, we shouldn't get on this guy's case. You know, we should just leave him alone, see what happens. So... You know, there's no discussion that, you know, he wouldn't return for next season. So, you know, plan on him being here for at least another year. Because I don't see I don't see him retiring at the beginning of this year unless he really changes his, you know, really sits there and changes his mind. But, like I said, you know, just leave the guy alone for now. And let's let's see what happens when, when they start up training camp. Uh, whenever they start training camp for the upcoming season. So now we're going to move over to Mr. K- Mr. Krug's wild ride. Uh, free a- the free agency free agent market will will open up on uh, at 12 noon on Friday, October 9th, and it looks like um, the Bruins won't be keeping free agent Tory Krug. I know the guy is looking for a big payday from another team, and I don't blame him for leaving for more money. I really don't. You know, if the Bruins actually, you know, can make it strike a deal, that would be great. But I have a feeling he's not going to be here for next season because he's going to he's going to go where somebody's going to offer him a big contract, and the guy deserves it. Everyone is entitled to make their life better financially. Does he deserve to make more money? Hell yeah, he does. He's done a lot for this organization. He's put up he's he's put up the numbers. And I think that, you know, that says it. I mean, 67 career goals, 270 career assists, 
and 337 career points. You know what? That that des- those stats right there deserve a payday, a really big payday, and he's going to get paid. I don't know where he's going to end up. I actually think that he could end up at in Detroit with the Red Wings. Of course, Mich- Michigan, I believe, is his home state, so that's where he's going to be. That's where I think he's going to end up, and that that that'll make make up for the the Detroit Red Wings losing out on their first round pick if they happen to get Tory Krug. That would be their first that to me that would be their you know the replacement of them losing out on the first round pick. So yeah, so basically Tory Krug is is out. I'm just saying it right now. He's he's gone. And you know, I know everybody's worried about it and everything. Oh, Tory's going to leave, you know, one of our good defensemen. But the Bees have some good defensemen in Providence that can replace them. Don't worry about it. They they have Jeremy Jeremy Lazan is a good possibility. He was he played okay in the bubble. Just give him some time. You know, he's only 23 years old. So you got to give him probably a little bit more time, maybe a little bit more time in Providence. I don't know. But he looked he looked kind of good for for a rookie. Well, he's been up and down in the organization for for a couple of seasons, but I think he's he's due f- to make the lineup. Z- Excuse me, a little burping this morning. Zaboro should be in Boston next season. He's also twenty three. He's had a pretty good career down in Providence. Um, I'd le- I'd like to see Vakaninen as well, but he might need some more time in Providence. So, you know, they got a pretty good defensive core here. So these guys, so these younger guys can probably, you know, fill in, fill in really good with the team. The Bees have plenty of talented young defensemen that could replace Krug and maybe even Chara. You know, we don't know about, we don't know what's going to happen with Chara. And with that being said, I think that the youth movement, I think it should start now. Stadnika, Frederick, Seneshin are due. Stadnika looked pretty good in the playoffs and will be up with the big club when the new season begins. And adding them now would be a great start for team chemistry in the future. The Bees already have McAvoy, Pasternak, DeBrusque. That's if he resigns. He's he's a free agent too, so we'll have to see if he's going to resign with the Bruins. Kasha's in there. You have Kulamin on the roster. So these guys, you know, you have a lot of great ta- young talent. So it's pretty good to start a, a kind of like a reload or a, a almost like a mini, I, I don't want to say a full-blown rebuild, but, you know, you do have the pieces in place. And this could have a great young team moving forward. Put them on a team with veteran leadership with Bergeron, Marshawn, Chara, Rask, Maybe throw Coyle, Wagner, Corrali, and you'll have a great mix of players in there. And and it also makes you wonder how much longer a lot of these veteran guys are going to be going to be playing. I mean this this group has been playing with each other since I would want to I want to say 0809 possibly. You know when that whole core core group came in, it was you know. Of course, Bergeron's been here since 2003. You know, Krejci's been here, Marshawn. You know, who knows how long these guys are going to be playing because these players are getting older. Injuries are going to be more common. 
they're going to be slower. And it showed. It showed in the playoffs that these guys were a little bit slow. And it really, and I, I, I could really see a difference with Chara. You know, Chara was was slow in the playoffs too, and he's in. You know, he's slowing down. He's in the final year of a contract, so that brings us to what will Chara do? Will he sign for one more year? You know, we don't know that. You know, will he sign for one more year with the Bruins? You know, I think I think he might have one year left in him. What kind of ice time is he going to get? You know, he's not going to get the 25, 30 minutes a game he was getting anymore. That's done. I mean, he's not on the power play. He's not on the penalty. He doesn't do penalty killing anymore. That's up to Charlie McAvoy. So, you know, what's going to happen there? You know, I say let some of the younger guys get the ice time and experience. And, you know, McAvoy got a lot of it. Carlo got a lot of it. Grizzlick got a lot of the ice time now. So they're splitting up the ice time. You know, now that Chara, you know, had his re- his ice time reduced. And what if he retires? You know, does he jo- is he going to join the Beast front office or coaching staff? Just leave Boston and go back to Slovakia for a while? You know, he needs to make, the, make a decision so the Bruins can move forward. You know, give some of the younger players a chance. Name Bergeron the captain. Don't know how long Bergeron has has got le- got has left. He's thirty five years old. He's been in Boston for about seventeen years. That's a long time, and they have to give him the C at some point. And if Chara and and here's the thing, if Chara says, you know what, I'm going to play, I'm going to sign a, a either whether it's a one year deal or a two year deal, I think that Chara should should actually turn around and say, listen. The C is yours. You know, give it to Bergeron. This way, Bergeron at least has it. Because I have a feeling the longer Chara sticks around wearing the wearing a jersey and playing, you're gonna your Bergeron's not gonna gonna hold it for less and less years. And we want to see Chara, you know, we want to see Bergeron hold it for at least an, for at le- I want to at least see him do it for five years. You know, at least have him have you know at least have Bergeron wear the C for at least the last five, six, seven years of of his of his career, because that's probably all he has left. I mean, he's thirty five years old. You know, he's you know he's battled injuries, but he he should he should wear he deserves to wear that C. And what? Chara should do is just turn around and give it, you know, just give it to him. Whether he, you know, whether he, well, you know, if he stays here, if he decides to sign on for one more year, just give the C to, give the C to Bergeron. I see no problem with it. Guys do it all the time. They hand it over. You know, here's, you know, here's the C. I'm handing it over, you know, and it would be, it would be a nice, it would be a nice thing if, I don't know, you kind of think about, if it were like some type of a ceremony type of deal, you know, think of it, think of it. It's a opening, it's the home opener, you know, Chara resigns for one extra year, but, or let's, let's just say like he resigns for two, because I don't think one year he would do this or the Bruins organization would do this, but I think it would be really cool if they did something kind of like what Bork did on the night of Phil Esposito's Jersey uh, number retirement when he took the jersey off 
and showed him the number and showed um when um see now I drew a blink. Bork took off took off his number seven jersey to reveal a seventy seven. Something like that, you know, like maybe like some little type of ceremony before the game, you know, like an announcement or something like that. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool if they did something like that. But we all know, you know, they don't really want this pomp and circumstance type of crap. And, you know, they'll probably just throw the C on, you know, make an announce, you know, make some type of an announcement, you know, before the game that, you know, Bergeron's got the C. But I want to see him wear the C before he retires. And I want to see him wear that C for a couple of years. Because, like I said, he's got nothing, almost, he's, it's almost like 17 years. He's got like almost like five. I would I would give him five years. I would actually, you know, who knows how long he'll be able to if if he's got anything left in him, because he's been beaten around. He's he's had punctured lung, you know, collapsed lungs, playing with injuries in the playoffs. So who knows what's going on with that one? But I would like to see, you know, something like something like just Chara just hand it to him if Chara decides to sign for a little bit longer. And. You know, who knows what might happen, you know, you know, a couple of years down the line, maybe, maybe Bergeron holds, holds onto that seat for maybe three or four years, maybe five. And then Charlie McAvoy gets it. So who knows? We don't know. I mean, Bork held on to it for a very long time. You know, Chara's had it for a long time. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. But I'd like to see, you know, Bergeron at least get it. You know, for a long period of time, not like a two or three, I, you know, two or three or four or five years, you know, I'd like to see him have it for more than five, but I don't think that his career is going to be lasting, you know, past five years because the guy's 35 years old. Now the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning are one win away from meeting in the Stanley Cup Finals. And this one, I got to tell you. I was watching the Tampa, the Dallas Stars game, and I kind of like this Kadobin kid. I really like the way he plays. He plays almost like he's almost like Tim Thomas. He plays just like Tim Thomas. He's all over the place. You know, reminds me of Tim Thomas. And I'm like, gee, maybe the Bruins should go and get this kid. And then I realize, and then I said to myself, wait a minute, they already had him. Why did they let him go? <laughs> Uh, Tampa will probably win the series if they um, if they meet Dallas in the finals. So if these two teams meet, I would have to give the edge to Tampa. Then again, Kadobin is playing pretty well. So who knows what's going to happen with that series. Uh, of course, Tampa has, has something to prove after last year's playoffs. I mean, they got eliminated in the first round by Columbus. So I think that they wanted it more. Than any other team coming into this year's playoffs, and you know that you got you got to really think about this one. They want it more. You know, you have a team who wants it more, and then some teams that didn't really want to be there. They wanted to be back during during their doing their summer things with their families. So that's probably, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, you got Dallas in there. You got the Island. Well, the Islanders are actually a tough, pretty, pretty pretty good team so the four teams that are actually there deserve to be there whether the other teams decided to like just call it call call this whole thing in but like I said I have a feeling Tampa Tampa wants this 
Tampa really wants this this year because they they want to make up for what happened for the embarrassment they suffered last year. Now the NHL draft will be held virtually. Round one will take place Tuesday, October sixth, beginning beginning at seven p.m. Rounds two through seven will be held Wednesday, October seventh, beginning at eleven thirty a.m. And both days will air on NBCSN. Now, this is going to be interesting how they're going to hold it virtually. Because usually when they when they do the whole thing, they usually go to a different arena every year. The number one pick, you know, the, the Boston Bruins select as their first round pick, you know, something like that. The kid walks up on stage, puts on the jersey. So I wonder how this is going to work. You know, what if the Rangers don't pick who they're going to pick, you know, who everybody thinks that they're going to pick? So who knows how this thing's going to work, but it's, you know, I'm going to be sitting there in front of my TV watching this and wondering what's going to, you know, what's going to be going on, you know, what, how things, you know, how they're going to do this. So round one is going to be at night at front at 7 PM. I'm going to have to, I just realized I'm going to have to DVR it because I'm not going to be home. Well, gee. And then rounds two through seven will be here to, will be held on Wednesday at 11 a.m. during the day. So I'll be home during the day. So and you know you you got to wonder you know how this is going to go down. Was I didn't even get a chance to watch it. Was, is it going to be almost like the NFL draft back in April? So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how how they do this and how you know how they're going to make how guys are going to how kids are going to actually make the announce you know. You know, are they going to go live to, you know, Zoom call with the number one pick, Zoom call with the number two pick? Who knows? Who knows what this what this what this is going to be? But it's going to be fun to watch. Now, as for next season, I have no idea what's going to happen. There was talk about the season starting in December. I know the AHL has has already sta- has already said that they're going to start in early September. I think the season's going to start. De- I think I, the seventh keeps popping into my head. Um, I've also heard about the NHL season starting on January first with the Winter Classic. Then you have to wonder if it'll be an eighty-two game schedule or shorter, maybe sixty-two, forty-two, sixty, forty. We don't know. We don't know what's really what the NHL has planned yet. You know, the other thing is, will teams be playing in their home arenas? Because I know that there's going to be a lot of you out there that are going to want to go there just to boo Tuka Rask. <laughs> yes. I believe that there will be there people there to boo Tuka Rask. The other thing is, you know, if they're playing in their home arenas, you know, will fans be be there? Who knows? Maybe maybe they won't allow fans in the TD Garden. You know, or they'll allow a limited, you know, a limited capacity. Maybe like half capacity for this so who knows you know could they play in a bubble next next season well who knows what the nhl or nhlpa will decide about that you know i don't think the players all the players want to play you know five or six months i think five or six months i don't know but don't want to spend that amount of time away from their family. So who knows what they'll decide. You know, hopefully we'll know all this stuff 
once the Stanley Cup, once the Stanley Cup is awarded, you know, we get through the draft, we get through, we start free agency. Maybe we'll 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 get an idea of what's going to happen for next season. That's if there is a next season. We don't know yet. They haven't really made an official announcement yet. So who knows what's going to happen? So we're we're just going to have to sit back and wait, watch a watch the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, watch the draft. Keep an eye on free agency because I know I know that Tory Krug isn't going to be here. Maybe maybe um, Jake DeBrusque won't be here. So who knows what's going to happen here? You know, Jake DeBrusque may decide to go home to Edmonton. We don't know yet. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting, you know, October and November without any hockey. You know, there's not going to be no unless you can find a game at your local. You know. Um, uh, a men's league game or something at your local rink. Cause I don't know about the other, the other, like the junior leagues or anything else. I do know that college, I believe has decided to, um, postpone a couple of games at the beginning of the season, I guess. So a lot, because a lot of those college, a lot of colleges, especially in hockey East, you know, they've, they've all been skating, getting ready for the season. So we're, we'll wait and see what happens with the college season. We know about the AHL starting in December, so who knows about that? Next week, I'm going to have a guest on my show, and you got to think of this as if this, as this, as this was a radio. Sh- if this was a radio show, a regular radio show, going live on the air, taking calls from Bruins fans. So basically, this is what it's going to be. I'm going to have a Bruins fan on. We're going to sit there and you know talk a little bit about what's going on. You know what's going on. You know, with Rask or, you know, where Tuka's or, you know, the younger guys or whatever, whatever's going to, whatever's going to pop up that day. But this is, this is a chance for you, the, for you, the listener of my podcast to come on and pretend it's like a regular radio show. All right. So I'll give you more details next week, but next week I am going to have a guest on my show. He's a diehard Bruins fan like me. And he's going to be on. We're going to talk for a good half hour, maybe 45 minutes about the Bruins. And we're going to see how it goes. And if it and if it was and if it's successful, you know, I may have more Bruins fans on. If you have any questions for me, you can tweet me at hockey NASCAR 413, or you can go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. I do have a Facebook page. Well, believe it's Believe in Boston Bruins, and it's on Facebook. So if you want any information on the Bruins or anything or anything like that, just go to that page and you're going to get updates of, you know, what's going on with the Bruins. You know, you're going to have the podcasts are going to be listed. I'm going to have information on how you can come on the show. So, you know, be sure to go to the Believe in Boston Bruins page on Facebook, like it, share it. Do whatever you can to get the word out that this is going to be the podcast to go to for Boston Bruins fans. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. So thanks for listening, have a great week, and go Bruins!
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.